Hello, welcome to Love Alexi. My name is Alexi Wasser. I am your host, and this is my podcast. And my guest today is Olivia Lopez. So, Olivia Lopez, uh, she is a multi hyphenate. She's the creative behind Lust for Life, uh, which is a photo journal dedicated to design and travel. She's a lifestyle photographer, writer, and creative consultant based in Los Angeles. And she also writes weekend guides on emerging neighborhoods and escapes around the globe on Bon Weekender. So here's the thing. Uh, Olivia and I go on this tangential journey of a conversation as per the use. I've said that before. I will say it again. Uh, and we talk about so many things. God, we talk about blogging, MySpace, following your passion, Generation X, Y, and Z, and trying to figure out like what the generation after millennials are called and all that stuff. We talk about Vogue, dating, Raya, how to use Tinder the right way. We talk about Hot Felon Jeremy Meeks, that show that I'm obsessed with that nobody else ever seems to talk about, Gigolos on Showtime. We talk about dating musicians, Jealousy, Anna Wintour, Chanel, Pharrell, Feminism, and uh, a ton of other things. And by the way, we talk about Tinder in such a crazy, intense, wonderful way on this podcast today uh, with Olivia that I got inspired to get on Tinder. And I've done that like probably like a handful of times very quickly. Like I jump on and I jump off within the span of like a couple hours. So I did that again today because Olivia just made it sound so super sexy and fun. And she talks about, oh, you just have to listen. Okay. It gets, it gets really good. Uh, you know, midway through when we start talking about like girly, uh, dating and boy stuff or whatever. Sorry, guilty as charged. Um, and so I hopped onto Tinder today already got in a fight with some guy who was trying to neg me and, and it was just like not funny and you can't read tone in texting, whatever. And he didn't know me, but he was like too familiar with me. Ugh, so what a nightmare. So listen, I just try to take a little cool advice from my beautiful, badass new friend, Olivia. And of course, when I try to live the way she lives, I fucking fall flat on my face and get in a cyber war with some bonehead guy who's probably going to try to ruin my life. But anyway, that aside, I had a blast talking to Olivia. And uh, if you like her and want to know more about her, follow her on uh, on Instagram and Twitter at Lust for Life. Go to her website, lustforlife.com. And uh, find me on social media, Instagram and Twitter at Alexi Wasser. I've been having a field day having spirals, meltdowns, and overshares on Insta stories, which I'm really excited about. So, you know, join me over there, why don't you? And uh, aside from that, if you like this show, if you like the Love Alexi podcast, please tell all your friends, uh, rate the show, leave a comment. I read all those comments. Send emails to dearlovealexi at gmail.com. And I've been getting all of your emails, and I'm so excited because next weekend, I mean, not next weekend, next week, is when I do the episode where I read all of your emails. So get them all into me because I'm collecting a ton and I'm loving what I'm reading so far. DearLoveAlexi at gmail.com. Also, I want to say thank you to everybody who came up, came out to the uh, pop-up clothing sale I put on this weekend with uh, Penelope Gazin, Brittany Furlon, Nora Kirkpatrick, Kid Bell, uh, it was, and, and a bunch of other girls who sold as well. It was super fun. And uh, all that aside, I'm going to shut the fuck up so you can enjoy my conversation with Olivia Lopez. Now entering Nerdist.com. <laughs> what were you doing last night? I looked at your Insta stories. I should know. Oh, yeah. But. So um, I went to the glossy party. You did? Yeah. I did not get an invite. 
Is it because I was writing at home? It's fine. Whatever. Get into that mic. Get into that mic. I'm going to. Okay. Okay. We have you till 115, right? Yes. We have you get your phone. We all silenced our phones. You have oh, yeah. your free Nerdist Chris Hardwick water oh, for you. Um, courtesy of Lydia Hurst and Chris Hardwick. No, oh, I'm just thanks, kidding. Lydia. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you do last night? You went to the Glossier party? Yeah, I went to the Glossier party. Yeah. And it was at the Simon House in Beverly Hills. Have you have you been? It's like an event space. Oh, Mike, I'm furious. No, I've never been. I may have been there because I know someone is a... Yeah, they rent out these event spaces that serve as parties for whatever Emmy things or whatever Oscar parties or whatever somebody needs a party to be yeah, held, exactly. whatever mid century house. Yes, some <laughs> fancy thing. I've been to that. Who's the guy who wears all leather with the white hair? Oh, James Goldstein. Oh my god, I've been to that house <laughs> so many times. And one time, that guy is so kooky. One time, I showed up at a party I thought was at his house, but it had been moved. It wasn't at his house. And my friend Dallas and I went walking down his driveway. Nothing was going on, and you can see through the glass. He was just in there wearing no pants, undies, still a leather jacket. Still a leather jacket. No top, no hat. He didn't have his cowboy hat on, uh, and he was just watching basketball. And can you describe to my listeners who this guy is, just because they have no idea who I'm talking about? So this guy is pretty much... I don't know how to describe him. It's just you have to see him. He's, he's like, a character. He's he, like a he billion like, years old, right? Yeah, a billion years old. He has, he has crocodile has, skin. Yeah. All right, say, just fucking say it, girl. Very leathery skin. <laughs> leathery old skin. He only but surrounds, also only wears leathery. Only leather. wears leather goods, like leather pants, leather jackets. Is at every single like Laker game. I don't know how he's a billionaire. Maybe you know. And he only and he rents out his house for for, for parties, shoots and parties. Yeah. And he's his Instagram. He's what's his name? James Goldstein. James Goldstein. He's only and always surrounded by supermodels. Yeah. And it's crazy. But uh, so I should. Yeah, it was this guy. Please look him up. James Goldstein. Yeah. But uh, so you're at this fancy house at the Glossier thing. And then we'll actually start podcasting even though we're recording. But go on. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So um, I'm actually not really sure what we were celebrating. Oh, my God. Yeah. Because there wasn't anything. There wasn't any products involved. They just had like Glossier painted all over the house yeah but also um it was a a really mixed crowd it was like half underage girls because i think that is like the glossier audience yeah half of it are millennials yeah are we millennials actually i'm no you are a millennial for sure (laughs) i am the oldest i'm the tail end because i'm such a nerd i was like i gotta get to the bottom of this and i what's after us oh oh you know what i'm gonna look it up because i actually look okay so i'm i'm the just make the cutoff of millennials. <laughs> I do. I'm at the end spectrum of the millennials. I think I might be in the beginning then. Yeah. You were born in the 90s, right? Yeah, I was born in the 90s, figure early this 90s. Out. So Keep talking while Half I'm... the crowd looked like they were still in high school and they came, like their parents dropped them off. That was sort of the aesthetic. And then the and rest the are like half was... 50-year-old men with like... No, not, no there was oh. no men actually. There was probably like three guys and they were all gay. Oh, really? Yeah. And um, the other half were people our age group which yeah. is like 20 to 30 i like that okay <laughs> and yeah it was it was really random it, it literally looked like half the crowd was high school students and the other half were really dressed up and expecting like a gala oh my god so you you went so to I, that was it a rager and what were you doing there how come you got an invite because they want you there because you've got like they want you to Insta stories it or they want you like I mean, I, you I help them. DM. I got a DM from you, them saying, "Oh, we're throwing a party," and I that was pretty DMs. much it. Yeah, it's my <laughs> Wait, I'm trying to look up. Wait, will you find out what what's 
what where we're at now as far as like so we're millennials also known as generation y oh my god so humiliating uh the demographic cohort following generation x there are uh something 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 yeah aristotle here's where i need you i just need to find out who the newer people are Okay, who the cooler, We're so self-absorbed. newer? <laughs> we don't even know the generation after us. Oh my god, there's like an episode of Sex in the City where Carrie Bradshaw and the gang. Oh my god, I'm gonna follow through with the story. Carrie Bradshaw <laughs> and the gang, gang are going to the Hamptons. Do you love this show too? I love this show. So remember, they're all going to the Hamptons. They're all gonna get in the jitney, and then oh. and then Miranda. No, Samantha is like, she's oh, I like, I can't believe it. Nina left me. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, who does she think she is? I gave her a job when she was nothing because Nina's her young assistant yeah. that, that quit and was a dick. And then Carrie goes, no. <laughs> oh, God. And then Samantha's like, she thinks she's it. And then Carrie's like, yeah, don't they know we're still it? Because, like, you know, <laughs> and that's what's happening now. We're the millennials. Fading out to the next Fading thing. Fading out to the next thing. And who are those people? <laughs> Generation Z. Generation Z sounds like bullshit. It all sounds like bullshit. What do you think of that? I, I mean, I thought we were Generation X. No, so, no, no, Z. no, no, no. <laughs> I, gener- we ge- I didn't even realize which generation we were. Oh, we're the, the Generation X was like Liv Tyler movies and early Angel- Angelina Jolie kind of vibe where everybody was like, oh, we're going to hack into the system. And Generation X is like uh, the Matrix. And it's like, it's like, oh, what's going on? It's crazy. Cyber, <laughs> cyber, cyber. And then millennials are like, what? <laughs> what movies are we then? We're like clueless. We're Lena Dunham. No, we're not even clueless, are we? Are we clueless? No, we clueless because clueless was early nineties. Oh yeah, so we're clueless, and then we're Lena Dunham, feeling our feelings, thinking our thoughts, lazy. Not Lena Dunham, just entitled, right? Are we all like? Isn't Generation Y or millennials? Are we? I really don't even. What are you putting your tongue out, Aristotle? I think we're the self-starter generation. We are? As in, we definitely... I think we're the generation that straight... Like, we care more about our... Selves? Ourselves, but also, like, we are more interested in pursuing our passion than any... Above everything else. That's true. Um, That's true. There's some kind of weird meme or something that I, like, read about, like... Whatever. Look it up, you (laughs) asshole. Just kidding. Anyway. Oh, my God. I got, like, no sleep, so this is going to be a fun one. Okay. So you're at this party. Let's say you're, you know, you're at this party that you're at last night, and then somebody walks up to you, and they go, "Hey, I'm like, oh, you know, and you, Olivia. Like, what do you, do? you know, what do you do? Like that, you know, the the question that I actually don't mind that people ask one another in Los Angeles, and people get so offended by it. But at a party, in a party atmosphere, where you meet somebody who has no awareness of you, yeah, what do you tell this person you meet uh, when they ask you who you are and what you do, what your job is, and what your life is about? Go. Okay. This is a tough question. Well, it's kind of hard to explain because it's, I I just say blogging is the easiest thing because it's an umbrella term. And when you visit my site, you can kind of see all the different types of projects I work on. Yeah. But it's really tough to say without sounding so cliche and so LA. Please do. So overheard LA and like, you know, just naming off being a slashy. That's okay. You're a multi-hyphenate. Or yeah, a multi-hyphenate multi, multi-slash. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. So I guess the easiest thing that it would boil down to is like the, is photogra- photographer 
I was going to say stylist, but that's completely untrue. Oh, it's I think, not true? I think that's just like a common slashy. It's like actress. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, what am I? An actress, <laughs> podcaster, no. host, I writer. would say, yeah, I would say photographer, writer, and creative director. Oh, my God. What do you creative direct for? Oh. So usually I would creative direct for small fashion brands, and I would help them consult and sh- sort of guide them with their creative vision and try to figure out how to communicate it. And um, part of that, too, is styling. So I would, I, I would only take on a styling job if I had full creative control of how to execute and put together the team for putting together a lookbook. Yeah. How did you get into this? I got into this when I was, I guess the long story would I, <laughs> I got into it when I was in high school. Okay. Um, I was on, I was active on MySpace. You were? Yeah. MySpace? I started, I started out on MySpace. You're too young for MySpace. I know. I would always have to lie about my age because I think the cutoff was 14 and I was like 12 when I started. Are you serious? And I was just, it's because I had an older sister and you know, when you're the younger sister, you find out. You find out about all the cool things and you want to participate. Oh, my God. I'm an only child and now I feel horrible about oh, no. it. I was loving being an only child until now. Oh, oh my God. Just kidding. Just kidding. But you, so your older sister, how much older was she? She was four years older than me. Oh, wow. So you're like, what's she up to? She's on MySpace. Exactly. So she, she, when she, yeah. When she was on MySpace, I wanted to be on MySpace. For, li- for like the first 15 years of my life, I was just copying my sister, basically. You, where is she now? <laughs> what's she up to? Um, now she's she, doing that to you. She's like, hey, you're thriving. You, you have a great, cool yeah. lifestyle. No, I think she she just started um, a co-working space, actually. And she's based in Santa Monica. She's like Lauren Conrad. And I'm like, Kristen. From the- <laughs> okay, I'm glad, I'm glad you're not Kristen from Vanderpump Rules. Because that Kristen is out of control. Even though she's got a really cute boyfriend now. Do you watch that show? <laughs> no, what is oh, that? Oh, me neither. <laughs> Uh, me neither. Exposed. Exposed. <laughs> Vanderpump Rules. Anything? <laughs> oh, my God. I'll be right back. I'm going to go kill myself. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, I'm like, grasping onto my Listerine Minstra pack <laughs> and my Listerine breast spray all at once just to feel grounded. But, uh, okay, so you're like Kristen. Oh, Kristen Cavallari. She's cool. Actually, I'm not sure if I, I'm, I'm okay with that. Listen, we'll put a pin in that. <laughs> Okay, we will revisit. We will circle back. That's for damn sure. Okay, I was but like, so, which, which one was like the bad girl in the group? I didn't want to. Audrina's sloppy. She's a little oh. not to talk shit. I'm, I'm not a shit talker, really. That's not my vibe. But I, I, I guess I'm I'm known in the hills. But my sister is most like Lauren Conrad. Okay, like you know she she lives in Santa Monica. I live in the East Side in downtown. You do. I know. Yeah, I read about. I, that. I like love the grittiness. You and do. She's like into wellness. Um. Oh, yeah, I read this article. I read an article about you and what is Domino? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they were talking about your loft in downtown. I was like, oh, my God. Like, you're, like, so stylish. You're so, like, effortlessly crazy, chic, perfect, whatever. And then, <laughs> and then your, your loft. And then do you still have your roommates? No, that was that was an old article, actually. Oh, well, I went deep. Okay. I was trying <laughs> yeah. to find out about you. But, um, okay, so where were we? You're like, okay. How you got into your work. So oh, you're, yeah. on, you're on MySpace. So I was just copying my sister. And so um, I I logged on to MySpace and I was really into music and music festivals. And this is like when I started exploring my personal style, mm-hmm. as you do when you're in high school yeah. and you're really interested in music. You have to dress like you, the bands that you're into. I, I think I was dressing for the guys I wanted to find me attractive. Oh, no, that's a lie. I take that back. Everybody forget I said that. <laughs> that's a bad, bad look. But... uh. Yeah. Anyway, go on. 
So, um, <laughs> so um, I I was just you know I was really into music and I would I dressed very evidently like I was into music yeah. and um, this was around the time when Nasty Gal was starting out on MySpace oh, wow. and I remember um, a bunch of small brands were reaching out to me asking me to model for them just purely based on like seeing because you're my gorgeous because you're crazy gorgeous <laughs> and stylish but go on sorry that's not. All, all you are. Okay. So. I, I love that you're a fluffer. I'm like, ooh, I'm, I'm a just fl- hang around oh you all day. Oh, I'm a fluffer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I'm a female, I'm a female fluffer. So all these brands would reach out to me. And they'd be like, oh, we want you to model for us. And I would be like, oh, but I'm five feet tall. Oh, wow. <laughs> are you wearing like, heels right now? Yeah, I'm wearing like a little heel, maybe like an inch. Do you always wear heels? No, I don't. I never want to wear heels. I only want to wear tennis shoes so I can just run and live my life and go on walks and get into adventures. Plus, I'm very tall. I envy you. Well, but, but you do wear heels a lot, though? Um, sometimes? Yeah, when I go out, when I leave my house, so yes. Four hours later? When you leave your house? Four hours just later, we're still talking about the rest of the world? Yeah, yeah to so catch up with the rest of the world. Because I do have, sometimes I'll, I'll go out with a girlfriend who's very much shorter, and she'll wear flats, and I'll wear flats, and I'll just have to bend down the entire time being like, what? Because and I can't when you hear take her. group photos, you always have to sit. Oh, Yeah. Well, I didn't until now, but my head's always been chopped off. A short friend and I actually started an Instagram account a few years ago called uh, You Can't Stand With Us. Really? Yeah, because we're both like five feet tall. And um, I think like a photographer was like hovering over to take a photo and there was a a much taller girl standing (laughs) with us. And we're like, "Um, you can't, as a joke, she's like, you can't stand with us because like you're kind of fucking up our ratio. It's like when you're blogging too, you become so aware of your angles so that when you're, you know, disproportionate to someone, someone's going to look bad and it's usually the shorter person. Really? I always feel like it's me and my calves. (laughs) I'm serious. I'm serious. No, when you have, when you're tall, you have the upper advantage. (laughs) Really? Yeah. It's a much more flattering angle. Oh, my God. I got... Oh, listen, this is a tangential journey. They all <laughs> yeah. are. Every single podcast I do is tangential. But I was photographed with a group of people, at like, uh, and I was wearing a skirt, and I didn't like my calves in that photo. And then what I realized is, because my calves fluctuate, this is like a real, Your real, r- real complete aside. This is for anybody out there. Yeah, I have this thing called edema, it turns out, E-D-E-M-A, because because I'm so tall, my blood doesn't circulate, so sometimes my calves get more swollen than other days. And for my entire, oh my God, this is like such a weird confessional, unnecessary moment. But I'm not done, so I got to finish this thought because people are like hanging by a thread here. They're like <laughs> they're like waiting with bated breath for me to finish this edema story. But uh, my calves have always been like shiny, and I've had doctors and massage therapists and like an acupuncture woman say to me like, "Oh, that means something that your calf skin is shiny." And now it's it's because they're puffed up because the blood flow doesn't doesn't circulate, and uh, and when I massage them or if I wear very tight leggings or it turns out you can get compression socks, I will be done with the story momentarily. Um, it, you need something. To, so it's it's weird. So my calves fluctuate. I have to massage them. You have and good I, days and bad days. I have good days and bad days. Primarily bad days, especially in that photo that now exists <laughs> on the internet forever. And, oh uh, no. And so it's just crazy that now I have an awareness of it. And I texted my mom in a flurry. I was like, mommy. See, your angle, your angle in a photo is it, not, no caps included. Would be like you, you, a side angle. Side angle. But then my feet are captured and they're like boats. 
So I was 11. <laughs> I can't win, girl. Okay, go back to you. So you're on MySpace. You're living your gosh darn life. People are approaching you. You're five feet tall. They want you to model. And you were like, then what happens? Then James Goldstein tries to <laughs> tries to turn turn you into a leather jacket so he can wear you. <laughs> but th- so what happens? When nasty oh, so what happens? So that sort of uh, started my – that sort of was like the precursor to my blog. Um, and this is sort of just the pre- precursor to blogging in general. It's just um, brands discovering you via the internet. And yeah. this was like the wild, wild west back then. Most – like huge magazines didn't even have a website back then they thought of the internet as sort of like this like weird space to exist in oh yeah what year was that this was probably i was still in high school so like my god 2008 2009 probably and um so what ended up happening is one of my internet international myspace friends like invited me to this stop bragging okay (laughs) i've had enough (laughs) internet she was from canada that was a very internet you know how to spin it girl (laughs) well i think i think like you know being 14 at the time and having random people add you on myspace discovering you was a weird thing yeah it's exciting and scary yeah what about your mom wasn't your mom terrified my mom was definitely concerned about how much time I was spending online. But not like creepy predators like hitting you up to be like, oh, well, this brand deal. They weren't predators, but like it's maybe. I mean, looking back at it now, I've like I I had to lie to my mom whenever I did modeling jobs really? more because I, I knew she would think. She would ask me the question, which was a valid question, how did you meet these people? And if I answered on MySpace, she would totally freak out. She'd like shut that shit down. Maybe. Yeah. But parents could never figure out that stuff. They didn't know what And I mean, on. being 14, I was like, this is ridiculous. But now that I'm older, <laughs> yeah. I could totally see why my mom would freak out. Yeah. But, so yeah, so I got away with it by by telling my mom I was doing something else. Yeah. So you started... And then what's your connection with Nasty Gal? Did you work with them? Oh, no. I mean... Just it was just like time. Yeah, around the same time. This is like when when Sophia was still on eBay. Yeah. And it, like American Apparel had reached out. This was sort of just like all of these early brands that are kind of not around anymore, but the first ones that were really, uh, I guess, dominant on the internet. Yeah. I can't believe American Apparel is over. I know. How do you feel about it? Because let's, like, let's, let's get into the real stuff. Yeah. How do you feel about the shutting down? I mean, I <laughs> feel like, I don't know if I'm being nostalgic, but I'm starting to appreciate what it stood for. What did it, it stand re- for? I mean, it was pretty progressive in some of their, like the whole, um, what is it called? Transparency movement. Yeah. And the fact that they, they created everything in the factory. Yeah. And obviously there's like a lot of things about Dove Sharni that's really questionable. Yeah. But I had I had a lot of friends who worked at the factory and in terms of like like being able like a lot of really young people were able to start out there at 16, 17 and be able to like learn how to operate a massive business. Yeah. And also be really creatively involved. And because it wasn't as corporate as other companies, they were able to really experiment and Figure, it, it was sort of like a foundational place for a lot of creative people in LA to start out as. Yeah, I remember like I never had ads on my when I had my blog. I never had ads on my blog, and I went downtown, and I went into Ryan, what's his name, Ryan something or other's office. He was like the head of advertising or marketing or something, and he was so young. I think he yeah. was younger than me. Ryan, oh whatever, I'll figure it out later, but. Uh, and I just remember marching in being like, 
Well, my blog's new. I have no idea how many people look at it. Probably not very many, but I'm, I want an American. I want one advertiser on my blog to make it legit. And I want it to be American Apparel because I felt like I was the voice, the female voice of what American Apparel girls would be thinking or saying yeah, or feeling. Yeah, definitely. Like sexually liberated or just like feeling feelings, just being or whatever. And I remember marching. Raw. Uh, yeah, just, oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, raw. I was like, but uh, I'm just making fun of myself. But um, <laughs> when I remember marching into his office and being like, just lying about how many numbers I got <laughs> and being like, and then like brokering a deal for how much they would pay me a month to put their That's ad on amazing. my site. And I got, a, I mean, not a ton of money, but it's like a pretty hefty, nice chunk of money to have come in monthly based on just like me being like faking it until I made it and having like bravado and trying to like keep up with this really uh, intense young uh guy who worked there i wish i could remember his name but he's like written a million books if any like hangs out with like neil strauss and robert green who wrote the 50 laws of power or something he's like guys <laughs> wow who are, that's incredible yeah so intense there's so many great people that started out at american apparel it really was like a i don't even know what to compare it to there's no other company in la that's gathered so many different creative people under one one roof and i just like the clothes yeah, and and also like it's so crazy how they were like the first basics company, really. Oh, that... I love basics. Now where yeah. are we gonna find the basics? Target, just not as tight fitting and oh yeah, flattering. You know? Yeah. Wait. So where? So I wanna because you, you're gonna have to leave, and I want to get your your entire story. Okay. So because I keep interrupting, I apologize. Oh, no, it's, it's like okay. it's my fault for not getting enough sleep last night. I'm loopy, but uh, okay. So. Where, how do you end up where you are at today? Like, take me. Okay, so um, I started out on after MySpace. Um, I got invited to this platform called Lookbook.new, and it was the first ever, like, online community for people who were really interested in fashion. And similar to American Apparel, it was, like, a lot of creative people came out of this online community, and, like, Petra Collins was on there. Oh, really? Um, I love her. Some of the biggest like fashion bloggers now started out there like Kiara Faragni um, and even just like people net that now work at Vogue all started out in this site and it, it's because there wasn't any other community or outlet online yet and to what provide they, that sort of inspiration. What were they doing? What was happening on this? It, it was the first site where you could upload a picture of your personal style and people would like it. And if you, if a lot of people liked it, you would be bumped up at the top of the page and this was pre-Instagram That's too. what I was going to ask, yeah. Yeah, and you scroll down and so like um, I don't know how the algorithm was set up, but there was a period of time I started growing a following being on that site. And um, I would just like always be featured on like the top of the page and stuff. And so that's when I started my following. And from there, like more brands reached out and people were telling me to start a blog. And this was around the time um, like Cobra Snake was really popular. Oh, I feel yeah. like there's like a lot of movements, like undercurrents going on. And this was like I was reading uh, Corey Kennedy's blog. Oh, yeah. And I love that she just, like, took photos of, like, the parties that she went to and music festivals she was going to. This was interesting and voyeuristic. Yeah, and it was you're... really interesting. Yeah. And so I started a blog. I wasn't going out nearly as much because I was living in Orange County and I had strict parents. Is that where you're from? Yeah, I grew up in Orange County. Well, for... For, like, a couple of years, I grew up in... I went to school in the Valley and then moved to Orange County. Oh, what's cool? You don't have to share anything you don't want to share. Oh, Portola. You went to Portola? Yeah. I went to Porter. No way. But you're highly gifted. Portola's highly gifted, right? Oh, it's the other Portola. The one where 13 was filmed. 
Really? Never mind. Just kidding. No, yeah. oh, really? I love that movie. Thirteen. Jeez, when yeah, I watched that, in Portola, which was there was there is a Portola that's highly gifted. It's not this one. Oh God. <laughs> well, you're doing great though. So, <laughs> oh my God, yeah, that movie is uh, that was terrifying. I remember seeing that. But okay, so oh yeah, yeah. Where were we? So um, from. Lookbook.new. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was I was interested in blogging because Corey Kennedy was like the only person who was making money off blogging at the time. Yeah. She was like getting hired for crazy campaigns and stuff. And I remember opening Nylon and they were doing like all these features on her. And so um, I sort of took the uh, took the format of Lookbook.new and the Cobra Snake format and was just taking I was uploading photos from music festivals and road trips I was taking with my friends. And also I started incorporating more personal style. And this was purely just like an outlet for me. This was like, you know, just out, like right after Live Journal and Zanga and Zanga. Blogspot. Yeah. yeah. So like this was when blogging was not sophisticated. Like you were writing for like three people, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe your mom. Yeah. <laughs> and that was it. But from there, it just. Um, it started growing a following. And um, as I was like in school, I started doing a ton of fashion internships. And I was doing fashion internships because I couldn't get any of the internships I really wanted. Oh. <laughs> I wanted to be a lawyer. Oh, you did? Well, you wanted to be a lawyer? Yeah. Okay. So kind of I law? always thought corporate law. Corporate law? So you were, that's where you were headed towards? You yeah, think? that's what I. For like my entire life, I knew I either wanted to be a journalist or a lawyer. But what ended up happening was when I when I took um, a journalism internship at OC Register, which was around 2008, 2009. Um, this was during the recession. So I remember my first day of my internship, half the staff had just been laid off. And so even like under the tr like my training, I remember like all of the journalists were so overworked and underpaid and I sort of felt like I couldn't be able to make a living pursuing journalism. And this is also like when I started doing more with my blog yeah. and realizing that I was kind of constrained if I took the journalism route to have to write about stories about a new dam being built. And I mean, also like I didn't really like I didn't come from a super creative family, so I didn't know that what the options were. I always thought like you needed to have like a serious job or, yeah, it couldn't you know, be fun. It couldn't yeah, be. And I, and I didn't know that like fashion journalism existed. I just thought it was going to be like the OC register or like I had to work at a law firm. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. So essentially you just followed what made you feel good and what you got a, an honest response from you were validated by your audience. Right. Cause yeah. that, that's such an exciting thing. So I was just, I was just, um, you know, updating my blog purely because I needed a creative outlet and I was yeah. just posting stuff that I loved, things that I was interested in. And around this time is when I was doing internships and I was running the school paper. And when I was running the school paper, I was just like going to music festivals. And I remember telling my dad when I was 16 that I just wanted to go to music festivals for a living. And he's like, OK, well, good luck. Good. So yeah. I always just grew up that like all of my interests, which was like music, fashion, culture, travel. These were things that like I was going to grow out of. These were there was no way that this could somehow turn into a real job prospect. But it has, yeah. But yeah, it completely has and I think the gift of like what ended up like the culmination of these experiences ended up being was that because I had this blog and I had such a wide 
array of interests. Um, having all of these interests and having my site was a perfect platform for me because I wouldn't have been able to write about or do any of the things that I was really interested in if had I gone the traditional route. So now, like, uh, two questions. What's the biggest major crazy thing that happened to you uh, since you, like, created your, your blog and been putting yourself out on the internet? What's, like, the, the weirdest, like, person or opportunity that's come into your life? That's my first question. And then I'll ask you my second question. Answer that first, though. So my yeah. first... The first biggest, the first Just big the opportunity biggest. that yeah. came out of it was um, my first international trip um, for my site was for a press trip for Vogue Japan. And it was like the first trip that Vogue had ever done where they were flying out all of the editors and they were also flying five international bloggers. In, yeah, bloggers. And I was definitely like the lowest ranking of everyone invited. And I have no idea how I even like, enter the radar of whoever was arranging the trip but it was completely surreal it was like the most glamorous most over the top event like Anna Wintour had her birthday at the Japanese ambassador's house and you were there yeah what was, was that there. like oh my it god it was so surreal and this was probably this was like my early earliest this is the earliest stage of blogging and what do they want you to do and what was that like you were taking photos to, yeah like, oh we had to blog? do yeah we were just um sort of experiencing the culture of japan and we were there for uh vogue's fashion night out so we all we had to do was document our experience were people doing cocaine off of uh grace coddington's bum <laughs> we're like what was happening am anything crazy or i mean what are the tour dancing was pretty crazy. she was dancing yeah really? what mean, did that look like i was so intimidated by her oh my god does she look good she looks great was she nice i mean she was she just has a presence unlike anybody else in the world, I feel like. Did she ever take her sunglasses off? Man, I, re- I really wish I could remember. Um, oh, my. <laughs> well, oh, wait, and then how did we, side note, side note, how did we meet? We met, we met through the panel. We met through the panel, well, you know, because we're, but I've been my following your blog know. for ages. You have been. I like to <laughs> yeah. hear, well, my listeners don't know any of this, so tell, tell them our story. Yeah. So, so I've been reading I'm Boy Crazy for probably, when did you start I'm Boy oh Crazy? Oh my God, I'm like 2007, 2008. Oh my God, like nine years ago. Were you on MySpace? I don't even no. remember how I found you. I had a MySpace page, but I, I was like, MySpace is dorky, but I didn't get rid of it. I had it lingering still and then the boyfriend i had at the time when i started i'm boy crazy was like he looked at my myspace page one day while we were dating and he went had i seen this myspace page before we started dating we wouldn't be boyfriend and girlfriend right now because <laughs> i think i had like i don't know what was up there i don't know what was, anyway whatever but uh no i think i don't even know if it was, twitter had just started around then Facebook was happening. Yeah, yeah Facebook was definitely happening. But yeah. But yeah, I, I you, loved going on your site because this was obviously the time I was also exploring like dating. Dating. <laughs> Wait, how old were you when you were reading my site? 13, 12? No, I think I was maybe like 17, 18. Okay. And oh, that's good. Yeah. Because I will meet like 14 year old girls who are like, oh my God, I learned all about like blood jobs. But and no, sex like and maybe like. I probably, yeah, from like ages 17 to 20, I was reading I'm Boy Crazy. And mm-hmm. you stopped for a little bit. I did. I just, oh, my stomach. Hey, we're trying to have a conversation. God, the last two <laughs> podcasts, my stomach is growling. Humiliation realized. <laughs> oh, my God. 
I only had one piece of Ezekiel toast today. But uh, okay, so you read my blog, you and my I love the blind <laughs> leading the blind. Thank you. I you, know, you said that to me at the panel, or it's because okay, oh, because Olivia and I were on a panel together a week ago, two weeks ago, about intersectional feminism that was put on by Live Fast Magazine and, and ASOS. ASOS. And um, yeah, that was flattering for you to tell me that you liked my the blind leading the blind. You re-inspired me to start. Yeah, you should. You should start it. To start posting those things. Or post, I'm trying to post my Blind Leading the Blind, uh, you know, observations and thoughts and advice <laughs> in video form now on my Instagram page instead that are just quick because I'm more into Instagram and more into this podcast and, and other things that are coming than I'm just like sick of. I don't like blogging anymore. It's just great quotable material. Quotable material. What was the one? I, I know I texted you, but it's for my listeners. Oh, it, it said something the one you like, liked. Um,. It's just like ima- or treat yourself like your 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 own daughter. But it was like the next time you're gonna go home with that musician, dude. Yeah, would <laughs> would you want your daughter to do this? Oh my god, <laughs> you date musicians primarily? I think I was really interested in musicians when I was in my teens. Yeah, <laughs> that was like my dream guy. I mean, I love music festivals. Yeah. But then I dated a few, and I realized I I will forever be miserable. Why? If I was dating a musician. I, I just feel think the same they're way. Like really, one. I just think their life is really chaotic, and also my life is already like that. And yeah. so I think what I've learned in adulthood is like the bo- best relationships balance each other. Oh God! So there can't teach be two me. psychos. Oh God! <laughs> you think you're psycho? You see? Do you? I mean, I think. I think in a relationship, you're I'm, psycho. Because you <laughs> I can seem be. you seem so grounded and like you seem like the picture of health. I mean, I know I don't really know you at all, and we're just this like, girl date hang sesh here. But are you in a relationship? And you don't have to answer anything. No yes, one. I am. You are okay. So off the market, jerks, stay away from her. <laughs> how dare you? Um, yeah, I don't know. How do you do it? What's the secret? Like, Find someone who's really patient and balanced because oh there can only be one crazy. Ay, ay, ay. And, so, you know, some people are turned off by the crazy is what I've learned. <laughs> I yeah. mean, clearly. I mean, I feel like men like crazy girls. Crazy girls are the coolest. They are. Don't they say they're they're the most fun? In, in bed. <laughs> yes. Crazy girls are the best in bed. Um, but then I don't know. I just don't know what's going to happen, Olivia. <laughs> <laughs> getting too real right I mean, now are you on raya uh i'm hidden. any fun apps i'm hidden on raya because i've had my dalliance with raya i've gotten on a lot of dates with guys on raya but now i am so over raya but i continue to lurk just so i know so i have an awareness of the guys on raya so i cannot date those guys because i don't trust them have you ever been on raya yeah. Did you meet your boyfriend on Raya? No, I didn't. I actually met him on Tinder. You did? I did, yeah. Should I be on Tinder? I'm not, actually, I'm not actively searching anything out. I think you have to go, I mean, it's just like any situation where you're entering a relationship, the best ones work out when you aren't looking for one. You aren't looking for one. And so when I was on Tinder, I was like traveling for three months. You're like dancing at a party with Anna Wintour and you're like... You're like, I'm just doing this just for fun. Once in my life, I wish. Whatever. But yeah, so um, I was traveling for three months with my gay best friend. Oh, did I meet him? No, not yet, but you should. Oh, he's great. Who was that other guy? Oh, that other guy, because you were at the panel, you were with this guy, and he's, uh, oh, yeah. And, oh, I have like, yeah, I have a, a rotation of gay husbands. You do? Yeah. I need one. I need oh, more. I'm actually, more than have, happy to. I have three, I think, actually. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. But, uh, oh, but yeah, you were with your friend at the panel, and I was like, oh, is this your boyfriend? And he was like, oh, 
I am so not straight. And I was like, <laughs> bravo. It's <laughs> like, that's amazing. I love it. Um, but yeah, so yes, you're with your gay husband. One of your, your top tier gay husband. Yeah, my top tier gay husband. My main yeah. gay husband, Your main actually. gay my husband. Main husband. They're and... not accessories. We know that. If you're listening out there and you're a gay <laughs> man, we know you're not accessories. We're just, we're just, just calm down. We're, everything's great. We're all, we're all on each other's side. Okay, keep going. So we were traveling through Europe for three months and... Um, yeah, my mindset was definitely I just like I just came out of like a three year relationship. Oh wow! And um, I just wanted to have fun, and I also thought that Tinder was a great. I, I'm like one of those girls that g- guys complain about that are like this isn't like a friend platform for like meeting new Friends? city guides in a city. And but that's how I treated it. I was like, well, Tinder is like a great place where you can meet interesting people. Yeah, you can filter through and like pick out the one that you like the best. And when you're traveling, it's just like having someone that you can grab a drink with and like explore the city. So it was like, I had like a very voyeuristic. Wait, so were you ever on Raya? Yeah, I joined it out of curiosity and I invited a bunch of my girlfriends. I'm more of like the. So you lurk on it. You're more of a what? um, I'm more of like, I just like use it to invite friends to use it. Yeah. But do you still lurk on it just to see? No, I think it's I don't. so fun. It's like a party favor. Yeah, it was really it was really fun like seeing who's on it. Yeah. And you know, can we say? Just kidding. <laughs> I would, that, I think that's like violating Raya's number one rule oh if my we God, mention the, who we match with. No, but it's fun. <laughs> it's but don't listen to any of the past podcasts. Like usually I used to never mention who I've seen on Raya or who I've gone on dates with on Raya, but then at one point I was just like, fuck it. And then I was like, so and so and so and so and so and then uh but I've still not been banned from it yet. I, I imagine one day I'm gonna try to like log on or like pull up the app or whatever. And they're going to be like, sorry, Alexi. Maybe you, you should it. just stream an MP3 of your podcast. <laughs> no. That's exactly what I should do. That, that's what you should do. No. Since you get to pick out your music. Oh, yeah. I never even, I'm not even doing that. But okay, keep going. So you like Tinder better than Raya? Do you think Tinder I is think nicer? I think Tinder is better because it's wi- like, it casts a wider net. Yeah. And Raya is like a club. And Tinder is like a bar. I don't know if that makes any sense. No. There's like no pretenses That's on true. Tinder. That's true. Raya, there's a lot of pretenses. Yeah. And I mean, there's so much curation involved. I think it's better for just uh, actual like meeting friends or something. You Tinder? know, I just said that for both. Pla- no, I said Raya. Raya Raya's okay. more good for lurking. Do you know, somebody left a comment because I read these comments on uh, <laughs> on iTunes where they were like, I used to love the Love Alexi podcast. It was a great time until it turned into this she turned into this monster talking about Raya and exclusivity and, and like being too fancy or something. And I was, I'm so not that, but at times I will talk about a ridiculous app like Raya and how it's like hilarious because it's a thing that exists in the world and whatever. But somebody took offense to the fact that I was talking about this app so much because it was like, it got a it little, was like the Soho house. Of it, apps. Yeah, it got a little too Hollywood, a little too exclusive on my podcast talking about this bullshit because, yeah, but anyway. But, but yeah, uh, so you, that's sorry. why you should explore Tinder. Oh, God. No pretenses. I've decided. I, a million more people you have to swipe through, yeah, but. A lot of goatees, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of uh, cross-eyed potential felons. Potential felons or just actual felons. Oh, that. I mean, now it's we're all topsy turvy going all over the place, but we will get back to you in your career. But uh, but what about that hot felon? Oh no, that guy isn't the actual Jeremy Meeks. I just spotted him from the window at the party, and I was oh. like, "Is that Jeremy Meeks? He had the same exact profile." That guy is gorgeous. And, yeah, Jeremy Meeks is a hot felon for sure. Is he a murderer? I mean, 
Does he, do you want him to murder you? No. You mean my, my, okay. You mean, okay. <laughs> murder my, anyway. Okay. <laughs> yeah, murder, um, yeah. But was he a murderer? No, I think. I think it was something light, like drug peddling. Something light. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I, I'm not 100% if this is true, but yeah. I think a modeling agency bailed him out of jail. Oh, my God. What a smart move. God. I think a great job for me that I will never do because it's illegal would be to be like a madam for men. Like, take that show Gigolos. Have you ever watched that show Gigolos? Yes. Do you love that show? American Gigolo with... No, I'm taking it down a notch or 10. Uh, <laughs> you're highbrow, and I'm like, I can't even get it together. I'm talking about gigolos on oh, Showtime. No, I'd love to see it. You've never, seen, Madam you've never seen gigolos on Showtime? No, just American gigolo. I, I would love to see American gigolo, but I want to tell you about gigolos on Showtime, which is, you've not heard about this show? Oh, my God. Get ready. Okay. I need a, a, a list of... TV shows oh, to watch after yeah. this podcast. Oh, after our, our panel on <laughs> intersectional feminism, you're so wonderful. You're like sending emails about like, here's a great, here's a great podcast. Here's great literature to check out. And then so, but for me on the lowbrow nature <laughs> of, the, of this podcast, I'm like, oh, here's my, um, here's, here's my, uh, what do you call it? Not a sabbatical. You call it a, uh, well, list of reading. What's that called? Sabbatical is taking a break from something, but, uh, what's that when a list of something to read? Oh, fuck it. Whatever. But um, like required reading, uh, required reading for the Love Alexi podcast or watching is uh, Showtime. There is a, re- a reality show called Gigolos about like a group of male prostitutes in Las Vegas. And it's it's the it's a reality show. What's the clientele like? Oh, my God. You're going to have to watch to find out because it is crazy. It is like, I mean, the guys themselves, the women who who by their time or whatever it's like it's gnarly it's gnarly sometimes it's awesome sometimes you cry sometimes you laugh sometimes you cringe <laughs> and you're sexual and it's like it's like softcore porn because you see them fucking but then you also see the guys <laughs> you see the guys talking having drinks around a pool talking about what they learned emotionally from their experience with like being tender and cause, uh, with with you know whoever their the woman is they they slept with or or got paid to be with and it's like interesting how like men have to these male gigolos they have to woo and romance these girls totally different than a woman prostitute, a female prostitute would with a guy because the men have to like, they listen to the woman. A woman wants to be heard. They got to get connected. They bond. It's romantic. Wow. There's massage involved. Some, a lot of chit chat, a lot of talking. Have you fallen in love with any of the characters? Well, there is, the there is one guy. He has long hair. He looks like Taylor Lautner from <laughs> that those His movies. cousin. Twilight. Yeah. And he's a... Uh, <laughs> kind of gothic he's a bit mysterious i wouldn't want to have sex with him because he has sex with too many girls and i wouldn't know what you know i, I don't want to talk about this anymore <laughs> but uh, anyway you've got to see this show that's that's the you know the, the syllabus that's the word syllabus <laughs> required watching after you've seen uh, after you've been a visitor and a guest on love lexi podcast but yes so i don't even know what we're talking about oh dating and tinder and riot but you met the where'd you meet your boyfriend so i met him i matched with him in la but we met in new york I was passing through New York, and he was on there for a three-month shoot. Oh, so he's a photographer? No, he's um, he's a creative director now. Oh, that's great. But um, he was working on a commercial for three months out in New York. And so I remember he messaged me when I was in L.A., and he's like, I think my tagline on Tinder was, um, catch me if you can. Catch? Oh, my God. Which he is, caught you. 
<laughs> which is what? Which is actually great because it, like, if you need dates or if you want to just like get the ball moving, yeah. when you put "catch me if you can," people are just like, "Oh, I have to like get a drink with this girl tonight." Or oh my god! Try to meet up with her immediately. The st- oh my god! This There's is great. a lot of urgency in having that as a tagline. Oh my god! I gotta write this yeah, down. So I'm catch literally me if you can. literally writing this. Catch me if you can. And then running like, emoji. And then a running emoji. Am I really right? But you know what? I'm such a dork and just so people would be like, what? Like nobody, like <laughs> you, you're all like sexy, vixen, stylish, petite, <laughs> go-getter, living her life. Like me, I'm like, oh, catch me if you can, bonus. Or like, fuck you. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh my God. Oh catch my God. me later. <laughs> yeah, smell you later, dude. Like what? <laughs> I'm going to be alone forever. No. Oh, God. I only want to date a guy that I deem worthy enough to talk to on this podcast. That way I don't have to go anywhere. That way I'm talking to a creative person who knows what I'm up to, comes to me. I'm not even going out. I'm not oh, going out you know what anyone. I'm also really good at, actually? I'm really good at um, selecting photos and stuff for people for their Tinder profiles. Oh, like, great. Give us some tips. This is fantastic. This is what the people want to well, hear. It's just like a case-by-case basis, you know, because some people... For some reason, people upload pictures like with oh, their gay God. friends or like just another the opposite sex. Oh and that really, I can't believe you're a deal breaker. I can't believe you're saying this. I have a friend on Raya, and I just like lurking. I saw his Raya profile. I was gonna text him and be like, "Hey, you need to lose the two photos where you cropped out a girl, but you can clearly see a friend, <laughs> a arm. bit of her hair and her armor <laughs> yeah. on you, you, fucking dork." I told him this already, and he's not listening. That is the truth, right? Yeah. Why is that? And and go deeper into well, what the like photo needs a to be. Psychology like. in curating your tinder or dating profile photos and the more the less you the more that someone can imagine doing doing like activities with you yeah oh really or like yeah you have to like it's just like you have to leave something to for the imagination yeah and if you have cropped arms it's not the good type of imagination yeah and also gaming You're, you're like just uh it's like negging. Yeah, you're negging. You're just like, whose arm was that? And they're like, hey, uh, I <laughs> instead been... of like, you know, a photo of you in like some exotic location, we're like, that could have been me. It could have been us. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. could have been us. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, because it's like, uh, it's not that I'm I'm a jealous woman. It's not that you're a jealous woman. But if, if that we're like, oh, you you're in a photo with another girl. It's more like, hey, dude, you're on this website to potentially fall in love or have sex or whatever it is you want to do. Be a gentleman. What are you doing? Recycle. It's just like bad business. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. just a bad look. And it doesn't because guys will be like, oh, well, if a girl can't handle uh, a photo of a cropped out other girl in the photo, uh, <laughs> that means she's a whack job and crazy. And I know we've already said that we're crazy, but we are not. How dare you try to throw that back in our face after we. Uh, anyway, we're just being honest about who we but are. But I think it's just rude to crop in general. It's even, a re- yeah. Even if it's a lazy not, thing. Yeah. Even if it's not a Tinder profile photo, it's still rude to crop someone out. So I wouldn't want to go on a date with someone who crops people out of photos that guy's cute just get a solo photo <laughs> that guy's cute he's uh, the brother of the owner here his <laughs> name is uh wait what's his name again i can't remember his name francisco francisco he's always here i always see him see him for a long time anyway i'm talking about somebody who just walked past the studio he's tall and slender and he seems like he's always deeply thinking about stuff anyway yeah. sorry but uh, he is, he has a kind, he has kind eyes. He has kind eyes. I can't believe you noticed that. 
Okay, give us more dating advice. It's fantastic because I got the, I got the, we got the cat. Watch like fifty girls all of a sudden immediately change their Tinder and Raya profile (laughs) to catch me if you can. can. I mean, only if you, only if it's like an urgency thing. It's great. Yeah, I just realized like when I had that, people were just constantly trying to meet up, like immediately. Because men like to chase, even though yeah, definitely men like to chase. It's, It's, I think it's like, I think women definitely can set the pace and tone of any relationship you're a master don't stop i'm serious i need this information right now because because even though we it's 2017 and women will still be like we'll say they'll still say things like men are hunters and you're like but that was so long ago what are you talking about but like in a way maybe deep down in that brain of theirs maybe okay they're still hunters so how does that uh transpire in modern dating i think I never follow a guy I have a crush on. I never follow him first on Instagram. Let him come to me. What do you think about that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I actually don't. Yeah, I don't really know the social media game that well. What? I can't for believe- dating. Yes, you do. What is like the protocol? Well, you've been with this person for a long time, so you you've got it down. You know what it's like to be on Tinder. You know how to do the stuff. You know <laughs> urgency. You're setting the tone, setting the pace. And you got your boyfriend. You know what's going on. You tell me. I'm taking a breather. <laughs> so yeah, well, I mean, we met. We met. We met up at a bar, and I was about to flake on him because I was staying at a friend, uh, a friend's place in Brooklyn, and it was my last night in New York. Yeah. And I forgot that I had already made plans with my friend for dinner. And so when I told him, oh, I was supposed to go on a date, he's like, I can't believe you would bail on me for some random person. So I texted my boyfriend, John. Yeah. And I was like, hey, sorry, I don't think I'll be able to meet up tonight. And he texted me back saying, what are you talking about? I'm already on my way to Brooklyn. And I was like, shit. Oh, God. <laughs> and and um, he told me he was walking across the Williamsburg Bridge. Oh, romantic. From Soho. I mean, it could have been a lie. It was just like adding pressure. Like, you can't flake on me. I'm already walking across the bridge. There's no turning back midway through the bridge. Oh, we're talking Soho. We're talking the Williamsburg Bridge. We're yeah. talking about pressure. <laughs> pressure. I love it. So I ended up going out to dinner with my friend and inhaling my food and being like an hour late for my date. And by the time um, I met up with him, he was already completely wasted. He was? Yeah. But was he cute? And how tall is is he? He's 6'1". 6'1". Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. And he was just so... He was just like so cute and nervous. And I ended up catching up with drinks. And I don't know. I just think I'm a pretty shy person on a date. You are. I am too. So... I always think that my first few days always need a lot of alcohol. Me too. <laughs> yeah. I don't think if this is like the best advice. Yeah. But yeah, it involved a lot of alcohol and we just ended up making out on a bench in Williamsburg. Well, so like, <laughs> and then how did you, how long have you been together for? Three years? No. Yeah, three and a half. Three and a half. And before that, you were in another three and a half thing? Oh my God, look at you. What's the best part about being single versus in a relationship? Um, I think the best part about being single is having interesting stories. Yeah. <laughs> to tell about your bad dates. I have too many interesting stories. <laughs> <laughs> That's my problem. Um, and I think, yeah, that was pretty much it. It's just, I, I'm, I'm really weird. Like when I date someone, I, I kind of know like by the first date, whether or not I'm going to be in a relationship with them. You I end up, I end up falling into relationships when I meet the right person fairly quickly. Like, yeah. 
Like, I don't do, like, the five-date, six-date thing, because I usually know by, like, the second, first date and if, I, if I'm going to be with someone. Oh, my God. Well, and then who, but do you still have old school, like, the guy asked you to be his girlfriend stuff? Like, that still happens, right? No. How does I that all work? I, just, I mean, when I was in high school, I would, like, kiss boys and stuff, but I never, I didn't like any of the boys, so I never wanted to be with any of them and like my first boyfriend I met my senior year of high school like we were dating immediately like the moment we hung out but I mean like even now all right I'm I'm in my 30s and I even I have this like idea of how it should work and I don't know if men have the same idea so like men please email me at dearlovealexi at (laughs) gmail.com to like tell me uh, how you navigate dating when you find a girl that you are head over heels for because that's the only kind of guy I want to date if, if he's head over heels for me but uh you go on some dates at what point is the guy, because I want the guy to say it first, does the guy go, I would like for you to be my girlfriend. I would like to make this official. Or is every guy, because sometimes it also seems like when I talk to my girlfriends that every single guy is just trying to hang out forever and not have any labels. But at what point does, you know what I mean? Like old timey, like. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think at a certain point you just sort of hang out with each other so much that someone just says it. I don't know. Really? You're so yeah. casual. I'm like, when is he going to make the move? When is he going to make the bold declaration? Oh, Aristotle. Did you do that with your girlfriend? He's been with his girlfriend for uh, 27 years and he's only 24, which is crazy. Just <laughs> kidding. Um, when did you, did you like make it official and get down on one knee and say like, will you be my girlfriend? Stop making that face. You guys can't see that face he's making. Yeah, but not on, well, not like on a knee. But you like, well, how, how long into it were you like, and what did you say? And, and look at me and say it as if you're saying <laughs> it to me and take off your pants. <laughs> yeah. Just spit it out. You have a long day. And, and how, so what, in case you guys can't hear, what Aristotle said is he officially, to his girlfriend, said, will you be my girlfriend? We're also not. You were in high school? What grade? Oh, that's so formal. I love it. I love formality in this world of chaos. I was a senior. She was a senior. Uh, by the way, if you guys can't hear that, he said he was a senior. She was a junior. Older man. Older man. Got that cool cred. <laughs> um, I like it. How many dates were you guys on? I got to get you. I got to get you on the podcast. One day when Aristotle is brave enough, I'm just going to sit him down and just rip them wide open and get in there. Um, all right. So, okay. Back to you, Olivia. Um, wait, before, because I know we have a hard out and we got 15 minutes. I've got to fucking ring you dry and make sure I ask you everything. So we got, we got Tinder and Raya great dating advice. Um, you and I met on this panel. How did you feel about that panel about intersectional feminism? Like how it ended up? Because it was really, for me, it was really funny because I was like, I don't. I had to Google that exactly so I didn't fuck up because I didn't want to like yeah. misstep because I'm more about, you know, I'm not uh, well versed in that kind of conversation. All I know are like my feelings and and how I try to operate and navigate the world as far as other people are concerned and yeah. being kind or whatever. But I was like, okay, better look up intersectional feminism on this panel get on the panel and i'm like oh my god i'm the only white girl on the panel i I don't know this is a lot of responsibility it was just like funny and i had to call myself out on that to be like but like it was such a beautiful experience but yeah i think it was great um i think the great thing about it was that we were all so different and we really um expressed like a different 
express like a different form of like how we sort of identify as feminists. Yeah. And what was, yeah. What, what did you, how do you identify? Cause I, you were I, way more eloquent than I was. That's for damn sure. Well, I identify, I mean, it's not as deeply and like culturally rooted as it was for some of the other girls in the panel, but, um, I identify in the sense that like, you know, my parents, um, I, I grew up in like a really egalitarian household and like my mom and my stepfather were pretty fair when it came to everything and I really didn't have a notion of gender roles. I didn't watch Disney movies growing up. Like when I was learning how to drive a car, my dad was teaching me how to like change change the tire and yeah. do all of that stuff. But at the same time, like I was doing dance and I I didn't really like grow up thinking that like a woman should behave this way and a man behaves this way because both my parents did equal everything. Yeah. And so when the whole um, election happened, this sort of like vision of reality that I had just completely collapsed. Yeah. And I didn't realize how much I, I cared for or like just like the basic things of feminism of like equality for equal pay for equal work and just um, equal rights is something that's been so strongly Im- like instilled in me that I don't even, I can't even uh, express how strange it is to to live in a world where that's not even a yeah. thing that people all believe in. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Oh God. What is this? Uh... Oh, and then the, well, the panel and then it turned into, we talked about racism, sexism. Yeah. Uh, just uh yeah it was interesting jump in anytime here <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean oh god i mean i think we we can all learn from each other yeah and i think the whole uh point of the panel too is um one of the questions that they sent over was like how do you bridge the gap between women who i who identify in different like strains of feminism like there's so many different ways to identify with being a feminist and there isn't like a universal experience of womanhood yeah as quoted in that um thing that they mentioned oh that yeah. um wait mention it to my listeners i, I are we bad at where i i was like there's, oh, like, i can't uh-oh. remember the quote but it was just saying how like there isn't like a universal experience of womanhood yeah. so how would you how do you bridge the gap between women who you might not really like support in other realms of experience. Yeah. Oh, and it's a different, like a, you know, an African-American woman might have one experience, like a Caucasian woman might have another experience and how they're, they. uh, Yeah. And like a Muslim woman would have a different experience. Where, where are you from? Or I'm from the Philippines. You're from the, that's your, that's. And also like, I think culturally too, um, Filipino women are extremely strong and dominant. So that's something that's just like a a given for me. Yeah. Um this whole concept that like a woman a woman's identity is like in the shadow of like her father or a man is just so strange. Yeah. It's it's interesting. I my last guest who was on here, a comedian her name is Danielle Perez and she was uh we were talking about uh, just like, you know, she, she doesn't see herself. She would like to see, um, women who look like her represented in, in medium more and, and how it's like a, it's a sign of privilege when you can easily identify yourself in like movies and TV and, and pop culture or whatever. 
And it's uh, and then it made me think. Oh, there's another thing I wanted to bring up, but it made me think about how like I've always identified with male characters, or not identified, but like had to morph myself. Oh, like I'd see a, a, a I don't know if any of this is making sense, but yeah, like, it makes sense. But it's like uh, like I am a, a white girl living in Los Angeles, and like I am you know have have privilege, right? Like we know this. This is you know a fact, and uh, but it's interesting because being a woman. I mean, I identify with like strong female characters in a movie and stuff, but yeah, so much, yeah. but so much of the time, I don't know if you find this to be true. It's like I, the people I aspire to be or who have had a big impact on me where I've had to kind of morph myself or are men, you know, where it's like, let's say, you know, so just a random example, but let's say I love Howard Stern or something. And, you know, he's a broad, you know, he's just an amazing uh, interviewer. Yeah. And so it's like. For me, I go, wow, like that guy's incredible. He's so honest. He's so raw. He's so makes fun of himself, all these things. But it's, uh, but that's so why I feel like a lot of times, you know, because when I was talking to Danielle and she was talking about having to, uh, to it's just, it's just such an interesting thing sometimes where you have to, when you're watching stuff in the culture, that you have to like shape shift to, I don't know if any of this is making sense. No, it makes sense. I think our, I do our that with culture men. too, like informs so much of like our our perspective on this and like when you go to France I I I really love being in France just because when you watch French films and you read uh French authors the woman is always in the center of the story yeah and um the fem- the women there are always like the protagonists they're never they're always the ones that the men are pursuing and in America, I feel like most of the films, the women are pursuing. There's it's always like thirsty women. Yeah, pursuing. there's always these movies like John Tucker Must Die, but it's always like a league of women that are chasing after one guy. And I just oh. think that's so much of where our culture stems from is like the man is like the coveted or sought after. Oh, they're being like, very person. loud. Out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think, yeah, culturally too, like culture plays such a huge part of. Yeah. I've always where we place where we place like importance on gender. Well, it's interesting because it's like I've always like, and I did this. I've been realizing like I was I'm oh I'm a woman and I'm looking at a man as an inspiration or who I want to be. Yeah. I, but I would just do that and then I would get like like uh, again I'll just keep using a Howard Stern reference yeah. whatever. But I've always just thought like yeah you do what you want to do you're the per- you're outspoken you flirt. You're sexual. You have sex. You you're unapologetic. You are you're the butt of the just and you're, and that's that's why I want like and also like as far as men are concerned, I've always just thought I don't know. For sometimes I just uh, I'd forget I'm a woman and I'm different or whatever in this call or or that I'm supposed to be lesser than or something, which is bullshit. But but my point is I have to f- figure out what the fuck I'm saying so I actually get it across yeah, this podcast. I think, I think it's like but I, well, yeah. well, my main point was I, I, I got uh, so disheartened and disenchanted so bummed out when like because I realized I was operating from like this standpoint of I'm a person and I and I don't like this pressure that's put on women women that isn't put on men where it's like if you don't get married you know you get you don't get married and you have a cat and you don't have a baby. You're a fucking uh, loser, old maid, uh, like to be felt sorry for. And then, but then I'll like look at like Anthony Bourdain or like, or yeah. men who are just these like badass, adventurer, exciting, bold, uh, hilarious people who just do whatever the fuck they want to do. And they're single and they're bachelors or they're more about their work and they just whatever. And I'm like, that sounds great. 
why can't that's what I well, well, they aren't judged so harshly. And like, I, that's who I identify with or, or aspire to be like, to be a person who's just like, who is, is allowed to be whoever they want to be and, and be sexist. Cause I don't know. I've faced a lot of judgment. So I guess I'm like venting and stuff. And to, anyway, sorry, I'm morphing. And I'm just talking about. Yeah. I think the best way, I mean, one way I've been able to combat those like societal pressures is just like curating an atmosphere of, hearing about people or women that aren't like that. Mm-hmm. Like there's this really great publication called The Gentlewomen oh, and they just yeah. profile extremely strong career driven women that are like thought leaders in their industry. And they'll interview like Christiane and Amanpour and um even what's her name? Who's the astrologist queen? Susan Miller. Yeah, they interviewed Susan Miller. It's just like they have so many incredible interviews with women who are defined by the work that they've created. And that doesn't mean you don't want love or marriage or kids at all. But at the same time, it's like we're allowed to be just as badass and uh, do whatever the fuck you want. Like men are like, or, 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 you know, given the permission to in the society. It's just like, anyway, I am all over the place. Um, What did I not? What did I not? Like, am I not highlighting something? What's going on in your life that you're like so thrilled and excited about? that you're working on now to take us up to like from MySpace days, blah, blah, blah. Let's, you know, let's be now. Let's be nowis. Now. Well, what are you up to? What, who are you today? Who am Olivia? I today? Well, I think <gasps> Olivia. I mean, yeah. You're like Olivia Palermo. <laughs> I, I wish. Love, I love her. But okay, keep going. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I don't, I don't know. I think I'm like constantly a work in progress and I'm still trying to figure out I, I feel like I've, I'm kind of um, at a stage right now where, you know, I've been doing the blogging thing for almost like 10 years oh my God. and like everything that comes with it, like photography, writing, styling. And I'm trying to figure out what the next move is. Well, how do you make a living primarily? What's like the most, and that's none of my business, but tell me everything. <laughs> oh, I mean, it just varies from project to project. Um, the great thing about like having a site is just whenever people think, find ideas where they think that you're a good fit, they'll just yeah. pitch you for it. And it's just like a conversation yeah. as to like what capacity we can work on things together. So you but work most with of brands. it, yeah, most of it is just like brand endorsements, like creating content, visual storytelling, that sort of thing, yeah. and writing. Marriage on the horizon with this guy? Not to make, not to bring it back. Oh my god, it's like I'm like, oh, God, why are women like expected to get married and have kids? And why, why can't we just have a cat? And then I'm like, So are you, are you gonna? How's your? Do you're you gonna get a cat and get married and have a baby? <laughs> um, I'm for sure. I don't think I want to get married for like another six years. Yeah. I think it's just like I have so much that I want to do with my life, and I'm trying to move to New York in June. You are trying. You're the, doing. You're doing. Yeah, you. I'm moving to New York in June with this so. guy with John. His name no, is John. no, his work is out here. Oh, so it's over. You and you and John are done. No. We're done here. No, oh, sorry, John. <laughs> sorry, that's what this. No, is. I mean we're, we're going. We're we're going to do long distance. What? Yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just kidding. I've been in. I mean, I've, I've been, only been in long distance relationships. Like, if 
you know, if things are meant to be. Yes, I, you're right. I just think that there's like certain things that um, everyone says the same thing. Like all of his friends are like, wait, you're moving and John's not moving with you. And it's like, I'm not going to ask him to sacrifice his career and he's not going to ask me to sacrifice mine. I was just watching Melrose Place. This is what, uh, <laughs> old school Melrose Place. Actually, it's available on Hulu, you guys. They're not paying me to tell you that. But uh, <laughs> that happens with Billy and Allison. She has to go. He has to go move to New York. And he's like, well, come move with me if you're in love with me. And she's like, what? Why do I have to sacrifice my Yeah. You know what I mean? And so. actually, he stayed in LA to be with me because when we first started dating when he was working in New York Walking he got a job offer Oh, he got a job offer in New York and this was like we had gone on maybe three dates and sporadically because I was traveling for a month after we met and um, we finally met back up in LA and the first we spent a week together he took the week off from work and I didn't know why and it was because he got a job offer oh. and so at the end of the week he's like um I might have a job offer in New York. Like, would you still want to make this work? And I was like, no. Oh, my God. Now you're like, later, babe. Head to the NYC, no, motherfucker. No, I think it's just like, I've only known this guy for a month total. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it would be impossible to get to know someone through long distance if you've only known them for a month. No, I'm with you, yeah. And so now that we've been together for three and a half years, and we and like I spend so much time apart traveling for work and him too. Um, that keeps it sexy, I think. It does, but also, like, I think we found something rare in each other where we both don't let distance bother... Distance doesn't bother us. And, um, I mean, the most difficult part is, like, sometimes and in some months, it feels like I'm living more of my life without him than with him. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I'd rather be in a relationship where someone's supporting me and not holding me back than someone who's, like, it's either me or... The things you've always wanted to pursue in your life. Oh, no way. No, no, no. So I think right now for this stage in my life, this is like the healthiest relationship I've found where someone actually is nurturing me and understands that this is something that I want to do to sort of. Well, you got to do what you want to do. Yeah, exactly. Um, what about jealousy? Do you get jealous? Yeah, definitely. Him you, too, though. You get and je- it's like I would be jealous if I were him. I'm, I'm a, <laughs> jealousy is the worst. I can't say when people are jealous with me because they really don't need to be, but. <laughs> they don't. They have plenty to be jealous. They do. I guess I am. I guess I'm. Fl- I mean, I don't know. When I'm in a monogamous relationship, I'm pretty respectful. That's what people don't expect of me. They're like, "All right, you had a blonde called boy crazy," and I'm like, "Shut up." <laughs> enough. But then your but then your advice wouldn't be as good if you're in a relationship. That is not true. You guys, I'm available for love. Uh, work on your career, so I want to interview you on this podcast. So you can come on the show. We can bond and act like we're not flirting, and then we can go out to a cafe afterwards and have a chat casually as friends. So there's no pressure, and then uh, that's when we fall in love. And you ask me to be your girlfriend on date four. Um, I'm sorry, what were you saying? Um, so, do you get jealous of somebody? Is he on Instagram? Because I think a dream guy is yeah, not on social media. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of. Yeah, I think this is where my psycho comes in. I'm extremely jealous and possessive. Good. But that's because I think that (laughs) I'm just, I feel like I give a lot in a relationship. And um, so my craziest incident is like, we went on a trip to Nicaragua with a big group of people. And there was this one girl who kept laughing at all of his jokes, even when they weren't funny. (gasps) And she just kept laughing at all of his jokes, egging him on. He's the type of person, if one person laughs, he'll keep going with the jokes, thinking he's, like, captured an audience. Completely untrue. Like, he was stretching out. Basically, we were at the hotel, and he was stretching out the cat and say, kept calling him. Oh. Can I Instagram stories you while you tell me? Oh, sure. Keep go- Actually, you know what? You know what? Keep telling the story. I won't do that until after. Oh, so he kept... Um, he kept 
calling the cat Long Dong. And like the owner of this cat was playing guitar to everyone at the hotel singing. And he's just screaming Long Dong to Your the Your boyfriend cat. was? Yeah. And this this like German girl kept laughing. And I was like. This German girl? Yeah, this German <laughs> girl. And she, I was like, this is not funny. Nothing he laughed. And nothing he's laughing at is funny. So a couple of months later, um, I see that he's like liking her photos on Instagram. <gasps> no. and he like, <laughs> yeah, this is where <laughs> this is where I crack your vision of me of being like a healthy, sound person. You sound like this me, and I love it. No, this is real shit, guys. I'm so, sorry. Women can see everything. It's all on social media. We can see what you're liking and liking and liking more than one photo, multiple photos. Yeah, that's flirting. So yeah, he was, yeah, he was liking all of these photos, and the thing is, he he has like a hundred followers. He doesn't actively use Instagram, so it's even more annoying when it's someone who doesn't play Instagram. Yeah, so Ooh, he's like yeah. liking her photos, and he um he liked like a photo that where she was wearing a bikini and i saw <gasps> when i saw this i was in new york and i was like i was kind of drunk and kind of irritated so i called him and i think i tried breaking up with him did you tell it. him why though yeah i was like yeah are you like going to see this girl <laughs> while i'm away <laughs> yeah i just like went full-blown crazy at him well, and know- then he went full-blown crazy at me he's like are you just breaking up with me so you can hook up with someone in new york who is and i was like york? no but that's a great idea <laughs> I definitely, I like, I didn't have a plan for what would happen after we broke up. I just thought he would do everything in his power to not break up. Yeah. But. He took it another way. Yeah. And he's like, you're just trying, you, do you have an agenda? And I was like, no, but I thought you had an agenda. Passion. <laughs> oh my God. No, I, and I, I, we're being so real right now, but that, and I, I've said this before with other guests on the podcast, other women, it is a real thing. And I'm, and I'm going to bring this up with guys who come on the podcast also to talk about it with them. Um, it's a real thing. If I post a sexy photo of myself and guys like it, I do kind of assume they're flirting with me or whatever. And you don't need to like it's in, it's engagement. It's you know? engagement. So exactly. cool. Jerk off to the photo, buddy, uh, on your own time. You don't need to like but it and let her. Telling you're letting someone. the girl yeah. know I see this and I like it. And then yeah. and it's like it's a real thing and. Men are like, you're crazy. Why are you paying attention? You know what? We're women. We're we're we've got we're multifaceted. We have the ability to like juggle a career, feel our feelings, have a period, be on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, and slide the thing over on Instagram <laughs> and fucking see who you're liking because we're in love with you and we care and we're paying attention because we are women and we have the time. We make the time. And uh, it doesn't mean we're crazy. All women do this, guys. I don't care what you think. All women All do women, this. Your yeah. girlfriend's doing it right now. I've I hope you know. I've talked about this to my to my other girlfriends too, and they've definitely yeah. We've had we've had conversations about, about like who's crazier. And it's we're not crazy. That's like society <laughs> trying to gaslight us when this app provides us with this unnecessary information of who's liking what and when. You know I what mean, I mean? It's, it's the same thing. Like if women were liking photos of. A silhouette of a guy's dick. I mean, I'm which we would sure. never do, but yeah. <laughs> that would be the only com- comparable thing is like silhouetted dick pics. Yeah. Which you know, don't... John Hamm's penis. Like, Oh, that's a cool photo. Yeah, exactly. That like, was cool. If, if oh my we were God. liking those types of photos, obviously they would be concerned. Like, why are you liking silhouette dick pics? We should do a test. All the girls who are in relationships right now, if you're irritated by your boyfriend, I want you to get on Instagram right now. Find all the hottest photos of Channing Tatum uh, and guys you know. Even though guys don't really post sexy photos of themselves because that's how society is all fight like we do because we're like, look at us. But then uh, men are just, what do they pick? I mean, some men do. Look at Tinder and 
they post selfie mirror selfie pics. Oh, really? And there's tiger photos. Tiger photos? You need to get on Tinder even just for the entertainment value. But, but you can't lurk on Tinder. That's what the annoying mean? thing. You have to be out and you've got to be exposed to be on Tinder. You've got to be like, hi, I'm Alexi. Here I am. I'm on Tinder. As opposed to like on Raya, you, you can be hidden, but also be seeing who's on the thing. Listen, it's 120. Aristotle shaking his head, thinking we're wrong. And you know what? <laughs> no, you just sound like a creep. I sound like a creep? Why? Hidden, but I'm yeah. Okay, uh, currently being judged by Aristotle, who has been in a relationship for 47 years, which is crazy because <laughs> he's only 19. All right? Insane. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Wait. Hold on. Who am I here with? Hi. <laughs> Olivia Lopez. Um, now, are you having a good time on the Love Alexi podcast? We're, I am. We're insta storiesing, storiesing. Uh, wait, storiesing. There's Aristotle Stories. judging us. Ugh. Anyway. <laughs> um, all right. It's all blurry. All right. So listen, we got a rat. Oh my god, I don't know if I like my. Uh, oh, it's so hard being a woman, you know. I don't know if I like meeting in my bangs. <laughs> how many? How many? Um, how many selfies? Isn't it ridiculous when you take a photo as a woman? How many do-overs you have to do? Yeah, it's humiliating. I mean, I'm sure for a man too. That's why they quit after two shots. <laughs> they just give up. They don't care. You get four hours later. I'm still with my girlfriend. We're like, ah, oh, no, I don't like that angle. Oh my god, you look cute, but I don't. Oh god, can we just do it again? How about from here? Anyway, whatever. Listen. To quote Howard Stern, <laughs> we've said it all. Um, wait, is there anything you want to? plug and let the world know about you i mean you've got to find you on instagram and you have that website what's the name of the website where yeah so i have a site called bon weekender where i am let me start all over (laughs) do it like (laughs) we're still recording so (laughs) did not realize i could have one plug (laughs) no you can have a minute please plug everything now Um, please saves me the trouble but i've already i already did that in the intro but please tell me right now. So outside can... of my site, Lust for Life, I'm working on a site called Bond Weekender where um, I sort of want it to be the into the gloss for travel where it's going. I really want it to be sort of like a a travel source for people who are looking for like emerging neighborhoods or just sort of like cool things coming up in cities. Yeah. Well, how is Lust for Life different from Bond Weekender? I feel like Lust for Life is more aspirational. Aspirational as far as fashion or Yeah, just like lifestyle-wise, like aspirational versus um, Bon Weekenders, more of the stuff that I really care about, which is like, you know, urban environments, development in cities, and interviewing um, entrepreneurs and chefs in (gasps) neighborhoods. Find me a husband. Okay. I mean, but but like in a real... (laughs) But like, what's your type? But like in a real cool, not desperate way, because I am not. I am busy doing my stuff, you guys, so you know. Um, What's my type? Living, breathing, uh, two legs, upright, three legs. Yeah. Well, you know, three legs. <laughs> I know. Some of these sexual innuendos. Um, I don't know. I, I always, I, I think I have no type, but if I'm really going to be talking about my type, Clive Owen is very handsome. Anthony Bourdain. Uh, Vigo Mortensen. Mm, I like taller than me and I'm like 5'11 and a half. Taller than me successful some guy who loves what he does have you That's ever what dated I mean. someone shorter than you yes most of my life because i'm not a heightist and, the, and by the way guys <laughs> guys will be so mean to me they'll be like oh my god you you say you like you know you want to know a guy's height that's rude what if i was going to ask you how big your tits are and i'm like hold on relax fucking take it down and notch your 10 all right uh, i ask about a guy's height because i'm self-conscious about my own height 
and it makes me feel big and embarrassed and I get insecure. So it's more about me not feeling good enough and cute. That's why I asked about a guy's height. But, um, and I would prefer to be made feel smaller. I'm <laughs> yeah. self-conscious. So that's all, that's actually on me, guys who think I'm being a dick for asking your height size, your height. Um, I have dated shorter guys, shorter than me, which is like the world basically, because <laughs> because I love personality. Personality and brain trumps everything. Like I essentially like... Are you saying that guys over six feet tall can't have a personality? No, but <laughs> I never kidding. meet them and I'm, I'm, I'm too loving. I just spread my love all over the place, all these sh- men who are shorter than me, because all I want, essentially I just want to laugh, want to have sex with the guy, <laughs> feel accepted and loved, respect him and have him respect. Like, I just want to be laughing. I want to be laughing and fucking like that's and like, and uh, well, hopefully at the same time. Yeah. Well, maybe not. I don't know. Well, sometimes with me, I feel like people, people probably think sex with me is like what it isn't. They're probably like, she's probably just live podcasting while we're fucking. And like, I don't I know. I'm so sorry. I, I should bleep out all the times I said the F word today. This is humiliating. Um, what are you off to right now? You're 10 minutes over. What you, where, are you going, where are you going tonight? Um, After you I, find me. Don't forget to find me a husband though. On your oh, I will. Lifestyle. Um, I'm heading to a Chanel dinner hosted by Pharrell. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh my God. Is it's... that all? <laughs> He's aging amazing. The goal is to age like Pharrell. Yeah. How old is he? A thousand? 45. I Googled it. It's his birthday. It's his birthday. Happy well, birthday. It was his birthday yesterday. It was his birthday. Well, that will be fun. Maybe I'll get you Pharrell's number. I think he's married. <laughs> really? For sure he's married. No. Yeah, he's married. I mean, how do I know that? Because I have Googled the shit out of Pharrell, <laughs> wondering how he ages so beautifully and uh, and if he's married. Well, you know, extramarital affair. No, come on, girl. <laughs> She's joking. Everybody was like, about, their finger was hovering over the follow button on Instagram for both your accounts. Then you said that and they were like, never mind. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Well, listen. If there's nothing else to mention or plug or say or do, then I want you to I want to get you out of here so you can scamper off to your exclusive beautiful Chanel dinner <laughs> and I will be following that on your Insta stories by the way. I so mean make like sure. my next stop, my actual real next stop is Goodwill. Oh fun. Oh my god, that's <laughs> to great donate too. Some stuff because oh. I'm getting rid of stuff now that I'm planning my move to New York. Which do I feel like Chanel is like a better plug. I like but wait, <laughs> where do you donate to because you'll be donating, I'll be buying. Oh. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Maybe I'll just donate uh, here then. Where are you doing? Oh my god! Seriously. Oh wait, you're five feet. Yeah. Did can you squeeze into size five and a half shoes? Get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> um. Listen, I just want to say I'm so glad I met you officially on the panel, and I'm glad that I made all these beautiful, wonderful, cool, inspiring girlfriends. So I hope thank you, you for having oh, me. Thank you for being here. <laughs> now leaving nerdist.com. 